I say it every week, special friends of mine, because all my friends are fucking special. This week I've got my band Blackjack in, and uh, I've got my good friend Sean here. I've got me, I've got uh, who plays lead guitar. Give us something, Sean. Yeah, and then we've also got uh, the Merlo, or we like to call him the Wizard on bass, because his name is Mick Merlin. Give us something on bass, Mick. Yeah, and we've also got Adam here, our drummer. How you going, brother? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Pretty good. And, of course, we've got myself. So, uh... I know. Nothing there. Oh, DZ. (laughs) Drum solo. It was on the top of my head. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Got him, yes. Got him. Bongos. So, we're going to talk about some all sorts of weird shit today. We'll talk a little bit about music and, uh... What's happened in the week, lads? Anything exciting? couple of gigs last week was fun we did eh? we played down at the old swan basement once again look yeah. let's talk about the swan basement for a second mick you need to get closer to that microphone right. um yeah just to talk about the swan basement now what how long's that place been around you've lived down there for quite a while haven't well, you? well i actually used to live in the basement not many people know that right <laughs> As, we're not, not talking 600 years ago, Nosferatu. That's, yeah, 600 years ago. Yeah. So you were down the basement, you'd crawl out. That's right, yeah. Whenever it's, Suck uh, the blood out of unsuspecting <laughs> yeah. victims. Yeah, whenever it gets larger, crawl back in again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, judging from the stick factor on the carpet, I'd say it's been there over 20 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's definitely been there longer than that. I think that <laughs> He's been there for 20 years. <laughs> I, I believe, now, I, I believe that bands like... ACDC and NXS would have cut their teeth at the Swan Basement. Yeah, right. So it's been around a fucking long time. It's uh, been around for as long as I can remember. I got I got to Perth in 99 and I knew of it then. People, mm. So that's 16 years. And, and I think I played at it for the first time in about 2003. And even then, it looked exactly like it does now. Mm. Smelt exactly like it does now. Mm-hmm. And especially them toilets. Jesus. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's what but, I say. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I just like it the way it is. Especially it's grungy. Toilets. It's grungy. <laughs> all these places these days are all shiny and sparkly. It just hasn't got that music feel. You know what I mean? So, yeah. No, it's, it's pretty spacious. It's got, got the lounges so you can kick back, relax, grab a table. Plus it's got that stucco-type stuff on the walls. Mm. It doesn't burn. That's what I like about it. <laughs> it doesn't burn. The, the thing is, I reckon they've tried to do an insurance job on that place maybe three or four times over, but it just won't burn. That's right. It won't burn down. No. Yeah. No. So, yeah, we did a gig at the... Uh, and then the Hurdy. And then we done one the, the previous night at the Hurdy. Um, yeah. Kind of set you lads up a bit. I actually thought CCA, which is a... a, it's a CCA is a company here in Perth that does uh, PA, mm. uh, and they're top-notch, um, so they're absolutely fantastic. They had a system in that place up until probably the day before we went and played there, and uh, I was all excited about playing through that PA system, and sorry lads, I duped you because we got there and we quite didn't have that, that it system. It was nose 10 watt, wasn't it, I think? I think it was about, yeah, 12 watts. I think we, we played through a couple of rolling cube, battery-powered rolling cubes. And yeah. Doesn't matter, couldn't hear anything anyway. So it was <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it was a bit of a mush as far as the sound goes. It was. Yeah. So for the folks at home, we play in a little band called Blackjack. Now, we're just going to give you a bit of a sample of what uh, what sort of music we play. Guys, do you want to open up and give us a bit of uh, plan to fail? 
So uh, got the guys in. They're gonna we're gonna we're gonna oh, the, have uh, these the, guys uh, entertaining uh, us all the way through that. hear my voice at home yeah. if you if you dialed into Stacks podcast <laughs> last thing you probably want me to do is uh, sing on the podcast do it, do it, as well so we've got that kind of flavour now I don't know folks at home what you're thinking that we play but we've heard everything from blues rock to grunge to to I like hard grunge hard <laughs> we play yeah. hunge hard grunge hunge yeah. I'm hunge like a <laughs> I think the best thing I heard a couple of, a couple of months ago on this podcast was space punk as a genre what was it space punk Space punk, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah? It was different. <laughs> what about so, cartoon metal or something? I don't know. <laughs> cartoon metal. <laughs> hey, if you want to do yourselves a favour at home, folks, and you want to watch a great cartoon that's very musically inclined, watch a thing called Metalocalypse. Really? Yeah. 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 It's, it's well worth it. Right. Very funny. Too. So let's get to know us guys a little bit. Let's start with you, Sean. So, Sean, where are you from originally, mate? Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham. That's uh, not far from where uh, Ozzy was born, actually. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Sabbath. Yeah, I was from um, uh, Great Bar, which is the posh end of um, posh end of Birmingham. Not many people would say that, but uh, yeah, I suppose that's where I got my liking for things that were dark, because that place was never very light during the day, even in the uh, in the summer. But the best thing about Birmingham was uh, getting out of there. So here I am, the other side of the world, and I'm a lot better for it, I think. Who was, uh, so Ozzy Osbourne from around that area? Was there anyone else? Yeah, uh, Tony Iommi, a butler. Tony Iommi. Yeah, all, all those guys, yeah, Robert Plant. Uh, Glenn Hughes was probably my closest neighbour. Yep, nice. Yeah, Glenn Hughes was in Cannock. Uh, my best my ex. Yeah, we're not talking ex, about the bikey guy from the village people, are we? We're talking about... No, talking about Glenn Hughes, yes, the Glenn Hughes, yeah. 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 My ex-wife used to work with his mother. In fact, he's actually in the UK now. There's a picture coming up on Facebook with Glenn and his mum. He's still gigging, man. You should get us a support act. Yeah, I met him in uh, I met him in Cannock, actually. There was a, uh, a lo- we used to walk around to the local pub called the Jubilee, mm. and that's still there, and that hasn't changed. And um, I met Glenn in there one night. He used to do this thing with Mel Galley called the, um, I think it was called the Custard Beast. They would put a charity um, gig on, and they'd play uh, songs and do jokes. And uh, I think Mel Galley was in there the night that I went around, but um, he wasn't playing, so I didn't talk to him. But just a bit of fun. The guys who do it for charity um, play a few trapeze songs, because, of course, trapeze was Glenn's band in Canuck, yeah. yeah. What were they, like a glam-type band? Were they, like, no, no, rock or? very like serious, very, soulful. Uh, yeah. pentatonic rock, um, big vocals, sort yeah. of, but just three-piece, yeah. Yeah, and that guy's voice is, is as big today as it was back in the 60s. Mm. Yeah, he's doing really well. Yeah, Medusa. That's on Medusa. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Look, wow. look, up, look up Medusa as a good example yeah, of trapeze. Yeah. And they, they did it later with Black Country Communion yeah, yeah, in like yeah. 2012 or something. Yeah, but my... Um, new album with Joe Bonamassa. Mm, yeah, really good. But my brother-in-law's brother uh, had a music shop in Cannock. And whenever Glenn was in town, he used to pop into the music store to sell a couple of guitars, usually because he... Um, Needed some, some stuff. <laughs> extra, extra, <laughs> yeah, extra cash. That's right, yeah. Yeah, every time he sneezes. The only one making money in that industry is the drug dealers, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, well they, we're not, so they must be. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, so you you grew up. Can you remember when you were young? How old were you when you came out to Australia? I would be. Uh, I'd have been about thirty-two. Yep. So you would have went to a lot of concerts in the UK around the old Dart. Yeah, I saw um, I saw Sabbath and, and uh, Judas Priest, of course, because that was compulsory, and uh, <laughs> never got to see Zeppelin. I wasn't quite old enough for that. But uh, still, Deep Purple a few times. Richie Blackmore. It's been some of my favourite shows. To see Just Richie playing Blackmore. local shows or more larger? local? Yeah, local. Yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to see Richie Blackmore as close as I am to you, that was just uh, amazing. You know, yeah, so yeah. that won't happen again unless I can get back to the UK at the end of this month because he's playing, I think, the last show, uh, 26th of June at the Birmingham NEC, which is funny enough, one of the first times I saw him. But so unfortunately, you're paying on the 25th of June then, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. I, uh, I bid 1500 bucks for a ticket and couldn't get one. All right. <laughs> wow. And uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself, mate. Now... Michael's been part of Blackjack for what all of twelve months now. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah and um, originally from Melbourne, brother. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah, more all around, east side of Australia, and uh, grew up overseas. Left Did Australia you? at three, came See, back I at thirteen. Played a band with you for a year. Didn't even know that. Where'd yeah. you Where'd you grow up then overseas? Uh, or where'd you spend Singapore, time? Singapore, USA, Dubai, Malaysia, Indonesia. What was the old man doing? Banking or something? Or oil. Oil. Yeah, he was a rig engineer. Yep. I don't know, doing some oil stuff. Yep. <laughs> So we just lived wherever he worked. So uh, and came back s- and finished high school in uh, Noosa in Queensland. Would you say you got into music because because it was, of something, me? It was something you could oh, yeah, drag? Okay. Yeah, well, well, we were talking about this the other day. <laughs> something uh, you could drag around. Me and Adam talking about Russian stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Going to school in Indonesia, the the traffic was that bad in the eighties that it would take you an hour to get to school. But if you went to school late. At night, it would take you 15 minutes. That's how short it was. It was just the track was that bad. But luckily, they had these buses with cassettes, and so all these American kids are putting on like Back in Black, Cat Scratch Fever, you know, Van Halen 2, um, and that's what you'd listen to for an hour each way to and from school. And that was my upbringing in music. So I went out, and you can buy cassettes for a thousand rupiah, which was buck sixty. And, he, he, and uh, you just amass a whole wall-sized room of cassettes because every week you're buying three or four of them, and you just sort of grow up listening to music. So I've got, can you hear the, hear the stock where these two guys are coming mm. from? And I grew up listening to fucking Run DMC and bloody the chick of sand girls just want to have fun, Cindy Lauper. Yeah, yeah, but Cindy Lauper's got a good voice, so very original. Trying to sing. Well, some yeah, good it's all music. It's all music. I mean, so, you can't you can't knock it. I mean, so you've always played bass, Mick. I have always played bass. Yeah. Anyway, so I came back high school in Noosa and. Uh, Joined a band playing a two-string guitar that had an E and an A on it yep. in my teens. That would have been pretty hardcore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. The Shed Men, we were called. The Shed Men? <laughs> the Shed Men, yeah. Shed men. Oh, the Shed Men. It was quite, yeah, kind of rockabilly punk in a way. And yeah. then uh, and then I got a bass. Luckily, uh, the, guy, the guitarist in that band, his aunt, snapped the neck off her bass. Headless. A, a jazz, a Fender jazz. Snapped the fucking head off the jazz. <laughs> so he grabbed it. Being a handy type of dude, fixed it, glued it all back together, and it was it had a little bit of a buzz on the F. Yep. But I could live with that. And I bought it for eighty bucks. <laughs> Good job. And uh, that was my first bass, and just jammed on, joined some bands, uh, joined a band we did pretty well back in the day. Supported some people like Johnny Diesel, and uh, that was two thousand people. Yep. And um, all the touring bands in in Sunshine Coast, we'd support them. Awesome. And uh, how good's the Sunshine Coast? Just got back from there recently. It yeah, it's about about uh, hour north of Brizzy. 
Yep. And then I moved to Brizzy, um, was doing uni and stuff, and joined a metal band called Tripsum. We were voted best metal band in Brisbane in 91 by Bums Magazine, Brisbane underground music scene. <laughs> Bums. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was that was mosh city, man. That was yeah. like you'd see dudes jumping off stage and come back up with their nose bleeding and just all just bagging away because we're doing like Metallica, like, you yeah. know, playing one and doing, must, doing must like, be wake, up dead, wake up dead, mega death yeah. and really hardcore sort of bang your head stuff here and sort of long haired down to our ass and... So that was fun days. Well, your bums, even. So. Our bums, yeah. So yeah. That, that was, uh, and that was my music scene. And um, yeah, just just joined a few other bands over the years, mellowed out a bit, and uh, good to get heavy again with Blackjack. And wound up in in the band we're in now, Blackjack. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Been, there was another band in between. It's been a combination for all of us yeah, to, to get here, I suppose, yeah. hasn't it? Yes, and we've yourself, all travelled from every part of the world to be here tonight. We have. How Adam, good is that? Yeah. Adam's uh, he's all the way from Adelaide. The weirdest part of the world, ever. Well, so no. I'd like to introduce you to the drummer. His name is uh, Adam Schnell. That works. Schnell meaning quick in German. Which is hugely ironic if you know me, because I'm the slowest person on God's green earth. But that's okay. We um yeah, I am from Adelaide. Actually, but before Adelaide, I am from Melbourne. So oh, originally from you know Melbourne. Originally from Melbourne, moved to Adelaide when I was ten. But I consider Adelaide home. It's where I base myself, and I spent months, years even, in different places all around the country, till I got to Perth. Were you gigging, were you gigging in Adelaide with fans? Yeah, yeah I was gigging with bands in Adelaide, a couple of different um, couple of different groups of people I was with, and one of, our, one of the bands I was in were called the Spank Chickens, <laughs> so um, yeah, it was, the uh, best thing about it was the name, but uh, yeah, we were, we were lucky, I was able to do gigs in Adelaide, Victor Harbour, where I was from, uh, Crown Hotel was a big place to do gigs, um, you know, I was fortunate to do gigs up in uh, Uluru, the Yulara Resort up yeah, there. Right. Did Hard gigs rock. up there, yep. Yeah. Um, Mindle Beach on Darwin, Mindle Markets one night. There were about 3,000 people there, so was, we were doing stuff there. It's, it's been good. I love I love yeah. live music. I love playing. Yeah, do nothing. you run into MD up there at Mindle Markets? The guy that does the dig sort of stuff with the drummer and MD? That probably wasn't around there. Mate, this is, we're talking 98, 99 now, so it's... Uh, he might have been up there. Distant memory. Yeah. Uh, part, been up Darwin in the Mindle Markets? No. Yeah, it's yeah. massive. Hmm. It's right on the heart. It's on the foreshore of the beach here at, at Darwin. Yeah. You've got the other side of the golf course and, yeah, it's just big open foreshore. And okay. it, it packs out and it's really, it's well, yeah, well it's known. Awesome. So. I do remember being in the pool at two in the morning, ringing people back home in Adelaide, because uh, it was about three degrees there, and I was about thirty yeah. in Darwin. So that was that was always nice to ring people up just to say how warm it was. Yeah, but yeah, got over to Perth in about two thousand and three. Yep, uh, married a lovely Canadian lady in two thousand and four, and we've been here ever since. All done all sorts of bits and pieces, but I was fortunate enough to meet a man who came to my survey one night with this funny old rickety Ford Transit and he's talking to me through the window because we can't let people in after midnight. Especially <laughs> when they look like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. It's not here. <laughs> I tell you what, having been robbed there already once at gunpoint, well, he, he's, a, he's a rough looking bloke, this one. I see you're getting robbed now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, is that um, a gun down your pants or are you happy to see me here? Uh, well, but the thing is, he knew what I was after. He, he just wants a, chocolate and it milk. Was, it was a bit <laughs> of a And you know, straight away I thought, here's Kinky. a kindred spirit, right? This, <laughs> this is a man I can relate to. Yeah. So much so that people have actually commented that they think we're brothers, which I don't know if it's worse for you or me but um yeah, you could be cousins for sure could be cousins yes yeah. but yeah we started shooting I was, a good looking, I was a good looking rooster when I was younger Mate, I, think, I think up till about the age of seven you showed us that topless photo of you the other night and uh I was I was entranced 
Yeah, Taylor had to get to talking, and he found out you're a drummer. Well, well I spun off. I'll, I'll tell you how that came about. We, uh, I think, I pulled in uh, actually after here one night. I, I called into the server to pick up milk for the next morning because I love me cereal. What cereal? <laughs> um, Kellogg's Nutrigrain. Oh, Any Kellogg's? I'm a Kellogg's fan. <laughs> Bit of a Kellogg's. It's pretty fan. hard. I like the multigrain. I like the multigrain stuff. Yeah. You tried Fruit Loops. No, I'm not too sweet. He's, he's getting yeah, old now. Sweet. He needs his yeah. fiber. So. so I called in, called in for me, uh, for me milk, and I seen that the bloke serving me had a guitar on his arm, oh, and he's yeah. had a keyboard as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I and I had a sneaking <laughs> suspicion, after seeing Taylor written on the other arm, that this guy, this, like cat, this cat could be a uh, yeah. I had a feeling he could be a uh, a golf player. He's a player. Yeah. 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 I thought yeah. Well, this is a guy that's into his golf. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Actually, that's always. Wondered how come you got guitars, but you play drums? Uh, well, um, that's a good question. I'm, I am a drummer, uh, but I drums look shit. As a well, exactly, but they are, they are <laughs> going to end up on there eventually. They are my guitars, my microphones, my bits and pieces. Yeah, right. But uh, I love guitars. I'm obsessed with guitars. I love playing guitars. Yeah, yeah, you I, play nicely. Yeah. I just. I'm in love, love with them. So you just get that shit tattooed on you so you don't forget what you own. <laughs> well, that's, that's and, and that's part of the drum as well. Yeah, it's so something gets stolen, I can say, "Look here, it's on my arm." Yeah, so. um, that's like, that's like yeah. what, well, at the end of the night, he goes right, looks at his arm, and goes right, guitar check, <laughs> keyboard check, AKG CK4 check. No, yeah. I, I think that's why I like drum, playing with you as a drummer because you you're more about all the music. So, I, so, like, you can sort of feel that in drummers that's who right. play every instrument. Yeah, and yeah. He, he, he knows when to come in and yeah, when to ease back. I'm lucky, I'm, I'm fortunate, blessed enough to be able to play a couple of instruments, and I, I love mm. I love music. Mm. <sighs> we'll have to get a song where you get up and sing, and I'll sit on the kit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> in mm. a, oh, yeah, okay. In a blackjack, in a yeah, blackjack yeah, song, yeah. Easily, yeah. Mm. Or uh, slip oh. on the slip on the bass and you sit on the gear or something. Just, yeah, yeah, just no, throw I'm a mic behind throw a mic behind the drums and we'll um Yeah, you're up on drums. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, so you, so you said, Hey, how's it going? Wanna jam? Yeah, just had a bit of a chat and then yeah. I, I think said, you oh, were, I, I think you've been doing a studio. You've been building a studio or something and that's how we started talking. Oh I said I was building this place here, the rock yeah, garage. And then he just said I was in the music. I said, I'll call down one night, say good day, don't be a stranger, come down and check it out. And because... I've been going to this server regularly on the way home. I just sort of got to know Adam. And then one night he said, let's have a jam. I had a jam with him a couple of times and just loved the feel of his drumming. Yeah. And obviously we had a drummer and, and Matt was his name and great mm. kid. Mm. No, lovely guy. I really feel for him and that. And uh, But I just knew that what we needed yeah, a bit for Blackjack. Mm. Sort of yeah, I think yeah. I think we just needed that meat potatoes drummer. Not saying yeah. that it's simple because you, you put all the right things in the right hey, spot. I'm, but I'm a, a smart drummer. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I just knew that. Yeah, yeah. And finally, I think that we've got the right makeup for mm. this band to now stick with us for a few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crank yeah. out some good tunes. And start knocking out some good tunes. Well, not such as good tunes. I think what we're doing now is a good mm. show. Well, that, that's it's, the other side of it. You know, mm. like, yeah. it's mm. a good show. Like We all do our thing and... The only thing that we've had issues is that we're probably a bit loud. I must admit. We have been told we're a bit loud. We're having a uh, therapy session for the folks at home that are listening to this. It's a bit of a... <laughs> well, you're probably going to hear us picking apart all our music for the next hour or so, but we'll try not to bore you too much. We'll get into a bit of... Some kind of monster black sack version. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> so, so just in the in the room here, who's tell us about probably the worst gig people have had. Has there any been... Uh, Sean, you've been oh, yeah, you've yeah. been around a long time, mate. What's what's some of the worst? Yeah. Yeah. One gig jumping off the stage in '91 <laughs> or '92 
Because we all had wirelesses. This is the metal band. You used to run around the, the room and get a bit sort of crazy. And I was in a comp, so you're going a bit, uh, going a bit crazy. Jumped off this stage, trip over, kind of rolled, th thought I could get up again, fell on my back again. Just thought, oh, fuck it, I'll just finish the song on my back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why'd you fall out? What, pissed? Hey? Why'd you... Just fell over, or yeah, I just stumbled. Just my ankle rolled as I jumped off stage. Oh yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. But anyway, I just tried to cover by just playing on the. Yeah, board. you meant to do that. <laughs> it didn't really work. If anyone's seen us play, Mick's the only guy. In the, he's he looks like he's got like physical Tourette's. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Jerks and jags around and moves around and do the beef jerky. But it's good. I know what I am in the song. Just follow Mick's movements. Follow Mick's movements. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you can't hear like at the hood. What about you, Sean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Show me the accent. Well, one gig at Stan... Quite memorable. Yeah, stands out was when um, we started promoting Blackjack. And the... Um, I don't know how it happened, but the French cultural attaché they contacted us about playing... <laughs> the cultural attaché for, for France. The France have got a representative here. So France uh, promote uh, an all-type of music day in different cities all over the world. Now, I didn't know anything about this until we get contacted by this French bird. So... She asks, basically asks if Blackjack will play at this the French cultural show, which happens on the same day every year, and I haven't heard about it for a while. But anyway, the last, the we year before, the, again. The, year bef the year before we played, yeah, Le Blackjack. There, you got it right. They played. They had all the bands playing in Fremantle, so we, we signed up for it, thinking it'd be good fun to play outside. I think we had this idea that we'd be driving around the city on the back of a truck like ACDC. Anyway, that didn't happen. When the uh, when the venue was confirmed, it was actually at a golf club at Lake Munger in Wembley. Uh, Ten o'clock in the morning, and I should have suspected something was wrong. So anyway, the four of us turned up, all dressed in black, as you would. And the band that was on before us was an orchestra, and they were playing. Just to let you know, folks, I wasn't in the band back then. Uh, they were, I may have sniffed a rat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were playing uh, the Pink Panther theme tune, and to top it off, they had a similar Pink Panther costume dancing. Uh, so uh, the drummer was a bit worried at the time and said to me, you know, I think we should perhaps um, quiet down a bit. Mellow it, yeah. Yeah, so I, I said to him, I said, you need to hit hard because I'm going to be loud today. <laughs> so anyway, we kicked off at 10 o'clock in the morning with um, something fairly loud and um, people liked it, I think. <laughs> think. Yeah. Think. yeah. And you so, said uh, you haven't yeah. heard about this um, event again since? Yeah, there, there, no. For some reason, they never asked us to go back. I couldn't <laughs> understand that. I don't think the events have been allowed to go ahead yeah. since either. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think that's when Australia declared war on France. Though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you remember that? Well, there was that one. What, what was that gig, Sean? That I'd only been in Blackjack probably for about three or four months, and we'd done a gig somewhere, and we're asked Civic to, Hotel. Was it the Civic Hotel? Yeah, it's for charity again. Charity well, gigs don't go down well for us. No, we're not. A, we're not yeah. that kind of thing. No, people, people don't feel sorry for us. For we're us. a hard rock outfit. We're 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 in your face. Hard rock, you're getting you, your hair is flying back when you hear us. That's what we we put out. But we did this charity gig and it was all sort of fluffy bands. And then we get on at the start. And I think we we oh that's right. It was it wasn't the Civic Hotel. It was the Charles Hotel. And uh, so we get there at the Charles Hotel at the end, and we've had like mandolin playing bands and all that kind of stuff. Once again, they've just got us because oh yeah, blackjack yeah, we'll get those guys in without really knowing what we do. And then uh, I think they had like <laughs> Scottish pipe bands and shit going on wow. before us and all that stuff. Yeah, we yeah. get up there and just hook in <laughs> and the crowd's just got a lot full of like 70 year old women and that's just gone, 
Yeah. I've never seen Zimmer frames move so fast. <laughs> oh, they were caning out the door. I've had some, I've had some funny gigs. Don't get me wrong. I've told a few about the comedy gigs I've had, but no, nah, it's a bit of a rock theme tonight. Right. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And blackjack too. What, what about you, mate? You've had a, any any real memorable gigs that made oh, you laugh? I've, no, there's always. I think there's something at every gig that makes you laugh, whether it's a, a broken string or you drop your guitar Correct. or I agree. Yeah. something. But I do remember um, doing American Pie one night as a classic in the pub and getting about halfway through the second verse and realising I still had three and a half to go and I had no idea what the words were anymore. <laughs> so I was um, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, improvising with a lot of instrumental breaks in between the verses while my, I was rapidly yeah, yeah. reaching into the dark recesses of my mind for the verses and it didn't work out so it ended up as an absolute uh, cluster bomb of epic proportions. And uh, <laughs> Give us a bomb. Yeah, it was not good. A dive bomb. Give us a dive bomb, Sean. <laughs> yeah, if you can do a noise, that'd be... Yeah. <laughs> it was a... Uh, yeah, so things like that, they, they happen. They, they happen to everyone. But yeah, when you get up there, or... Uh, I remember I was playing at a pub up in Queensland, and for some reason the news were filming. And... Uh, and I remember seeing it on Today Tonight afterwards. We were playing Holy Grail by Hunters and Collectors. Now, oh, yeah. you know that. You know that. E, A, C sharp minor to be, you know, the, the chord progression. The camera was on me and I was that paranoid. I hit a C minor and said it was C sharp minor. Mm. Oh, my it, God. You, you fuck Christmas. Well, it, you'd think so until they put it on the news. <laughs> they put that part on. They, that was the only part of the band they showed. <laughs> Hamming it up for the camera like I'm a real rock star, you know. I was only like 20 or something at the yeah, time, yeah, yeah, thinking happens. I was a king. I'm on TV, mum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wrong chord. The only part they showed. Was, awesome. Yeah. So right. that's yeah, no, notorious. Notorious. Yeah, that's the most notorious thing I think that might have happened. Holy crap! Not yeah, bad. and you made the news. Exactly. I mean, well, it could have been anything, but no, I had to <laughs> stuff it up then and there. Did you see the headline by Katara stuffs up simple Australian Aussie iconic song? <laughs> well, it, it's kind of like taking a whiz on the Mona Lisa, really, isn't it? And that's why Adam's now playing drums. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it's it's but these things happen at every gig, and it's not a real gig, I think, until. Something goes wrong. Oh man, the last two gigs we've had, I was all over the place. <laughs> well, you get the odd little moment where you're sort of wondering who's in which moment, part of the yeah. song. Or, or we finish early, or we do another lead break, or whatever happens. Yeah. That's all right, just got to impro. Fix it. We've got good at that. At least we don't stop. Mm. No, it just takes us a few extra bars to work out where we're going. <laughs> but mm. that's all right. Well, so, anyway, how did the blackjack name come about? I keep getting That's a good that. question. Yeah, well, what well, it was. Asked. That's well, I'm glad you asked. The, yes. the, uh, the, the, there was all sorts of names thrown around. And I think one of the worst ones was another name for Wednesday. Wednesday spelt without the N. Wednesday. Uh, yeah, didn't work. Didn't when, work. Wednesday. Wednesday. So we, Wednesday. We, a few things were thrown around, and uh, no, we, well, at the end of the day, we couldn't decide. I wanted something black or black something something, you know. Um, anyway, we, we've been kicking this thing around for far too long. Black stools. Black stools. We had a gig booked at. Um, we had the first gig booked at uh, Mojo's in Fremantle. Yes. And on the night, um, the guy, of course, asked us what the band was called. 
So we had to think up something pretty quick, and we said blackjack, and that's the first thing that came out. Yeah, right. I think a lot of people are expecting us with a name like Blackjack to come out and singing pirate tunes. Swanee River. Flog and Molly. Good day. What's some of the what's some of the worst names you've heard for bands? I've, 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 there's been a well, there's the anal C bomb one that's just there to annoy people. So yeah, that's just a shocking name. The foreskins, the foreskin. Or oh, say I like the eight balls for a four guy band personally. So. <laughs> the eight balls. Well, the other one is the Faka- the Fakari Rugs. Please say the Fakari. The Fakari. No, this yeah, you know what you say. Say where the Fakari. Yeah, I've got to look up the worst band names ever. <laughs> Get on to that, Adam. We'll, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst band names ever. So, uh, Blackjack. So, if you if you if you listen at home and you wanna you wanna send us in a couple, we've got uh, Piston Break. We've got uh, Stacks Podcast. Next week. Stacks Podcast is on Facebook. If you are, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've just found the worst name I think it's, I've it's ever seen in my life. It's over the um the letter oh, yeah, C. Yeah. Before I tell you what it is, I'm going to describe what they sound like. They're described as a gore grind band based in London, apparently still active. They have released the album Erections at Animal Autopsies. It's a 39-track offering, including using rape babies as riot shields, and more recently, necropediatrician and torn flesh recordings. Wow. So they uh, they sound like they're I think they are uh, quality young. Jets. Yeah, I think they're a soft acoustic afternoon yeah, yeah, yeah. type band. Like now I'm just gonna I'm about to give you the name of this band. Ready? This band is named Drumroll Adam, Aborted Hitlercock. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> that has that catchy ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> That's not too bad. You all right, I'm going to give you another one. Just one, just one more. We're going to go for another one. Uh, oh, here we go. They're a Peruvian death metal band fronted by Jose Necrofucker, uh, who had a side project called Necrofucker. That's not his real name. He's from uh, Fred ne- Yeah, he's Peruvian, so it's uh, Necrofuck. <laughs> We'll, well, they had to, like, so uh, they've released a, a heap of albums, the most recent being Gathering of the Putrid Demons via Black Seed Records. They released a seven-song EP called Nocturnal Curse uh, Live. That was back in 2012, and they're uh, signed to Warhemic Productions. Now, this band is called, once again, Adam, Anal Vomit. Oh, no. We've got time for one more. This is probably my favourite. Short-lived band from Salem, USA, featuring Malevolent Fisher, guitar and vocals, The Bosch Master on keyboards, Arse Chopper on drums, (laughs) Mold Feast the Tormentor on bass, Black Rot of the Nine Realms on bass, Mick, there's your new name, and uh, Corpse Puke on vocals, Cold Spleen, on bass, he joined in 2005, uh, and they'd done a single called Demonic Realm, which they opened with Skull Fucked by a Chainsaw, was one of their songs that they opened Ouch. up with. There are uh, a heartfelt lament to a lost romance. So that's a very interesting uh, yeah, event. And the name of that band is Ass Pounder. <laughs> Actually, that's a good question. If we were. If that we was were, such a common name. <laughs> if we were a Scandinavian. Black metal band. What would your stage name be? Because they've all got these Umlaut. wonderful umlauts. <laughs> umlaut. <laughs> Mine would be uh, 
Fick mein Arschloch. <laughs> Yes, for those Germans amongst us, yeah, anyway, yes. <laughs> You've got to have something like, uh, you know, Grunthos the Flatulent or something, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some sort of deep and evil. They've got some great names, these Awful guys. Van Strapping. Awful Van Strapping. Awful. It's an adult awful. film star name. Yes, <laughs> it is. It sounds like something that you'd hear this in the background. <laughs> Another good name. No. <laughs> We're just going to go through a couple of others. <laughs> really? I really have to do this. Uh, hopefully, Sean, can you give us the intro to this band's name? Uh, the performance name of the Plunderphonics artist Stan Reed. Reed is based in Edmonds, WA, United States, who's Edmonds, WA, United States, who since 2003 has released seven albums and numerous EPs. His most recent being the cassette only. Broken Runzel EB Penis Gurgle. Uh, so the name of that band is The Broken Penis Orchestra. <laughs> There's also The Cheap Knob Gags. <laughs> oh, I'm juvenile, but I think that's funny. I don't think I'll say the next one. No. Oh, here's a good one The Clits. The Clits. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, they're, that's they're hard catchy. to find, though. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All this stuff's hard to find. Do <laughs> <laughs> you reckon they wear hoodies? <laughs> Cock and ball torture. Now, there's a name for a band. Yet another grindcore outfit. So there we are. We're going to be grindcore from here on in. We're going to have to call ourselves Black Jack Off. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. The Cum Shots, now disbanded in Oslo. Uh, they've released their debut album, The Last Sons of Evil, via local label Big Dipper Records in 2001. Such was the demand it was repressed in 2004. Who doesn't want a band like that? Mm. Evil Edna's Horror Toilet. They sound like it. <laughs> not only are blatantly offensive as other within the list, not as blatantly offensive, but you can really see yourself wearing a T-shirt bearing this moniker. Evil Edna's Horror Toilet. <laughs> And uh, they released some stuff back in 1986. Uh, there was a album release called Too Much Gristle. In the Blanc Mange. In, in, the, in the Blanc Mange. <laughs> in the Blanc Mange. Uh, we've got others such as Fanny Bloom, Fuck, Fuck Off and Die, Corpse Fucking Art, Fuck I'm Dead, there's, there's uh, a theme The coming. Fucking Machines, Fuck, oh, I said Fuck Off and Die already, uh, Motherfuckers, Jesus Fucking Christ, Piss Shit Fuck, Scum Fuck. And fist fuck, oh, the fuck, <laughs> uh, fuck the retarded girl, so the gay. So these are all names of bands Hitler SS, brilliant, Tampax, fucking my favourite, hot buttered anal, now we're talking, howling <laughs> willy cunt, there you go. So we've got some he really. Must be a blues guy. <laughs> he's he's got to be blues. <laughs> I shit on your face and kiss the anus of a black cat, that'll do me. <laughs> That would be bad luck. I'm done. So there you go. There's some pretty... Uh, they would be bad luck. <laughs> pretty happy names. You, you missed the best one. Oh, my God. Midget Handjob. <laughs> uh, with their latest hit, All Our Girls Have Got Small Hands, makes my dick look big. All right. So that's... Uh, <laughs> we're about to have a little short break, and we're going to get back to you very shortly. So stay tuned. In the interim... I'm going to uh, have a couple of these ads appear. Please feel free to fast forward another three or four minutes if you don't want to hear them. Apart from that, sit there and listen to these babies. Hey, guys. 
guys, where can we jam? Like, it's really loud here playing in our house. Where should we go? I know a place in Joondala. Really? I really do. Do you really, really know a place in Joondala? I have heard wonderful things about this place too. How wonderful are the things you've heard about it? The Garage of Rock. Yes, the Garage of Rock. Where will we find it? It's in Joondala. Next to... Well, Joondala Music. The Rock Garage. The Rock Garage. The place to be. Come on down, we can hear this stuff. Come on, Jamis. Come on, Jamis. Jeez, not a lot rhymes with Joondalup. Knocked her up. Knocked her up? <laughs> knocked her up and Joondalup. Felt her up. Got locked up. Got locked up. Because mm. I knocked her up. Joondalup. In Joondalup. Listen to rock. There's a rock song. Yeah, yeah, it just writes itself, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> that ad just wrote itself. Another so there song. you go. The Rock Garage, Unit 424, Mercer Lane, Joondla. Or ring 0477 471 917. Speak to Jai, he'll help you out. The Rock Garage, Joondla. Looking for something to do on a Friday or Saturday night? Why don't you head down to the 6030 Bar at Meriwether Tavern? It is the latest and greatest live venue music place in the northern suburbs of Western Australia. That's the 6030 Bar at Meriwether Tavern, Baltimore Road, Meriwether. Young dudes ever thought about recording your band's live set? Would you like some video work done? Or maybe a film clip? Or would you like to get some uh, some stuff recorded? Bluebone Entertainment Solutions are the guys you need to see. Not only have they got their own studios with green screens and lighting and also rehearsal spaces, Bluebone Entertainment can also come and record your, your gigs and make them look absolutely awesome. So if you want to check them out, go on to YouTube, look up Bluebone Entertainment Solutions, have a look at some of their work. These guys even do weddings. So just remember, Bluebone Entertainment Solutions if you ever want to record your live set. So for video production, recording, and just about anything in the entertainment industry, maybe you want to have a quiz night or even discos, make sure you get onto Bluebone Entertainment Solutions. Lads, let's dive into something other than music. And no better way to dive into something other than music with some fucking music. <laughs> it was very, um, it was Jonesy then, that was... Actually, oh, actually back. before we dive way, way into back. the non-music stuff, let's just have a bit of a, well, let's throw a bit of light on Sean here. Sean, give us a couple of riffs, mate. You've been working on some stuff. Give us some, give us a, not... <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> after, after that. <laughs> okay. Ah, that's better. <laughs> 
Tasty. That'll work. Yeah. yeah. There's a song for us. I've figured out what we're going to see. Sean and I, when we play together, it's it's great because I like the bottom three, heavier three strings, mm. and he likes the top three thinner strings. Yeah, right. We've got to learn to share. Yeah, we we sort of split it down the middle, don't we? So it's good. So uh, I do all the riffy sort of those stringy stuff, and then he does all the little little on the top. And of course, we've got Mick playing the bass and Adam doing the doof doof. Mm. So now, one thing we love to talk about on Stacks Podcast is weird shit. What did we talk about last time you were in Adam? It was something about was it ghosts? It was. It was. Oh, we were talking about this Tepe place. Oh, Tebekli Tepe. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to put the question on the. Uh, we'll sit back and listen to this one out. I'm going to ask you two lads. How do you think humans came about on the planet? Is it evolution? <laughs> Were we here by design? I'm interested in Mick's answer on this one. Well, even you got you got to wonder: Are we even just running inside a computer simulation? Oh, hang on a minute! <laughs> We've got a fucking Matrix fan here. Can you, can you do a mind blowing sound? <laughs> can you do a mind? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a bit, bit far fetched. But yeah, how did we come about? Probably. Uh, so when you're saying the computer thing, it, it is like a Matrix-type deal, isn't it? Well, if you, no, if you, if you go standard evolution, they're, they're saying, like, there could be another thousand... Sorry, many thousand of planets like Earth, but where life evolves. But it's like they don't quite know exactly how you go from no life to life. That's the weird part. Well, this is where the aliens come into it. Maybe. This is or the creator. <laughs> Where'd the aliens come from? Hmm. Mm. Uh, Alpha Centauri. <laughs> well, you know everything. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, you. Yeah, we, we might just be some Sim City for some alien kid. Who knows? Fuck, <laughs> that's... That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the movie. Yeah, and his name's... We might be a science project for someone who's, you know, for 50,000 million years or whatever. Yeah, well, I've always had this sort of thing like getting back to quantum physics. Okay. How we, we're just one, one atom amongst a whole bunch of atoms amongst a whole bunch of atoms mm. and we're such the most minuscule microorganism in this thing called space which is only a m- minor thing on something much larger i mean we could all be mm. in a in a molecular trap on the back of a dog space dog big space dog and we're just that little yeah. but oh. this is the only the existence universe. that we know so, <clears> so <throat> therefore thing the so therefore is is existence infinite and does it just continue on? But where's the end point? No one will ever find out. Well, and then that's the known universe. Like, are there other universes? If tomorrow this universe. If tomorrow's the day before we think it is, are we doing what we've done before? <laughs> but if you take it the other way, uh, they're, they're looking deeper and deeper inside the atom and trying to find the sub-sub-subatomic particles now. There's something, well, that's what some, I'm talking There's about. something new coming. Well, okay, well, even just inside one atom, right? Hmm. Okay. Adam has a nucleus and it has electrons, right? It's got famous, it? <laughs> You've got I, electrons, Adam. I don't get this because I'm a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, to put it to scale, how much space is inside every atom, do you think? Well, heaps. Well, yeah, because it's... Frickin' heaps. In, okay, so inside you've got the nucleus, which is the core. Yep. Okay? And then you've got these electrons, a few electrons around it. They could be an electron. Okay, let's say that the nucleus is the size of a tennis ball. Yep. The electrons are size of just a dot made with a pen. Yep. That could be anywhere as close as right next to it or four kilometres away. That's how much space is inside an atom. It might only have five electrons within a four kilometre radius, little dots. That's how much fucking space is inside everything. 
And that's what everything's built of. Space. Yes. <laughs> it's mostly empty space. That's very interesting. So, like, that, that's why... That is, that is probably the best answer I've had for that question ever. So, like, when people say, can you walk through walls, if you could align all the electrons in, and the nucleus in the right way to go through the wall, yeah, there's heaps of space. You just can't synchronise them all to walk through the wall. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we don't know how to yet. And do you think that's because... <laughs> the final frontier. <laughs> Hi. You've been listening to Weird Shit. <laughs> space. There is so much life. space. No, there's space out there, but there's space inside you. Inside one atom is like, you know, the tennis ball to the little electron full stop four kilometres distance. Now, do you think about this when you build something, Sean? <laughs> no, I think about how easy it would be to knock it down, though. <laughs> they hardly knock down. I've done a good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's pretty esoteric, but it's kind of actual real science. Well, that was in this atom. There's about 28 pizzas, 17 hamburgers, and a thick shake. So. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's the flip side. Yeah. So, which gets back to the question of how are we here? Well, you invited us. Yeah. <laughs> which time frame are we talking about? <laughs> you have now zone. entered the twilight zone. <laughs> That's very cool. No one knows. It's not really up to us to decide that. No. Who's it up to you? Hey? It's not up to you. Not up to me. I don't think it's up to me. No, it better not be. I you didn't just, apply just, for that job. Just play bass. <laughs> just play just, just, Don't give me a headache. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter whether we're here for a reason or not. Yeah. The fact is we're here. Let's the make the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's rock on. Uh, in recent news events, we've uh, we've lost a few cool dudes. Mm-hmm. In particular, one is uh, the great Muhammad Ali. Gone. Age 74 years. He did all right. I actually, I've, I've, I've met guys that were in better shape that have died younger. So mm. um, he done well. He got all the way to 74. Do you yeah. ever watch any of his fights when you were younger? No. Never really gotten the hype of the whole boxing thing? No, but 2016 can get stuffed as far as deaths go. We've had Bowie, yep. Lemmy. Lemmy. Uh, we just heard, I think it was today, I just heard Clapton's having a problem playing the guitar now because he's, his fingers and everything, or he's got some sort of... Maybe rheumatoid arthritis something or something. going on. He's even struggling to play the guitar now. We lost Prince. We lost... Who else we lost? Animal Taylor. We had also... Um, I lost my keys. Yep. Well, Lost my phone in an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> Stephen oh, yeah. Wright last year. End of last year, Stevie Wright. Mm, Stevie Wright. Uh, I I reckon before the years... Let's make a prediction. Before the years out, who do you think will lose (coughs) the music industry? Bette Midler. Bette Midler. Don't know why, just first name I thought of. First name I thought of? I'm going to say Angus Young. Whoa, that's harsh. Uh, Sorry, Malcolm, that's who I was thinking of, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I reckon he'll die because he's playing with uh, Axl Rose. And it'll, it'll be it'll be suicide. <laughs> yeah, that's pro- that's probably a website you can go bet on it. I'm sure there is. Called the Death Pool. Yeah. Well, Death. of course, the rumour's out that Brian's back in. Now he's got his earring. Yeah, he's fixed. got his hearing. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's on the cards. Okay. How did he get his earring fixed? Well, what I heard, he didn't hear it. 
What I heard was that as soon as it went out on Facebook or whatever, uh, some dude that makes these specialised hearing bits uh, sent him a message and said, don't worry, your career isn't over, come and see me. And he actually contacted the guy and he's got these um, specialist, specialised uh, hearing aids yep. that are large, that are going to be made to be a lot smaller and he's used them, tried them out and they work apparently. All right. That's awesome. So it's back in the game. We'll be need them when we're his yeah. age. You need them now. <laughs> John needs them now. Yeah. We practice yeah, with earplugs. Not Bucko here, he doesn't. What? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, though, that's good. Yeah, so... Uh, well, it should be, yeah. Who, who, who do you say? Who do you think you reckon is uh, going to go before the end of the year? Probably... Jerry Lewis. Uh, Jerry Lewis. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, John Wayne. I'm trying to think who's the oldest <laughs> musician I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anyone. People are thinking that they're death poor. I, I, actually, that, that's kind of how insurance used to work. You'd... you'd Buying with a lot of people, and as people died off, you'd get paid more. Oh, or when it was a pension, somehow. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, it was, whoever lives the longest wins the prize. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was a bit sus because you could go bump off all the other people in your pool, and you'd end up with a really good pension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you go from three thousand a month to ten thousand a month by killing off all the other participants in your group. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So here we go. We've, there is a dead pool. There is a list criteria. Um, you have to vote up famous people you think will die in two thousand and sixteen. <laughs> so there. Geez, you'd love yeah. seeing your name on this, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, celebrities Douglas. we think might die this year. Okay, Kirk Douglas is there. Nah, uh, nah, nah. Zsa Zsa Gabor. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, she's been around for ages. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Billy Graham. Actor. That's probably just wishful thinking. Fidel Castro. I can't believe he's still alive. Didn't they name an oil after him? I don't know. I, I think he just, did die. I, was I thought he was already dead. He is dead. I know. This is like a fucking weekend of that's burnings. Why they, that's why the US is able to no, negotiate just, with him now. They're just dragging Fidel is Castro around. Is he only used his COVID or something? Like, I think he's... Oh, like, right. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just sort of a veg. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Billy Graham? The great right. evangelist. The Preacher. Big, big tent evangelist. Billy Graham. Oh, he's a bit, is he like Joel Osteen though, where he's like makes yeah. mega millions and? Uh, no, Joel Osteen's a snake. But is he? Let's not talk about okay religion because I all I know is he's a big revivalist. Stephen Hawking. Wow, yeah, well, yeah, he's, yeah. he's seventy-four. Actually, he's like seven, Stephen Hawking, seventy-four. <laughs> he's years amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's, yeah he turned seventy-four. He's had Crohn's disease for like fifty years or something. Yeah, yeah he's amazing. Wow. Courtney Love. What? Oh, <laughs> she, she's been on it for the last ten years. She, she's, she's, she's she's pretty young though. Nah, that's a that's a long shot. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne's on there. He's like a Keith Richards. He's going to buck the Keith train, Richards there. Yeah. Keith Richards will never die. Yeah. What about uh, Fats Domino? What about some Australians? Rebecca Gibney. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Mangle. What? <laughs> Alf Stewart. Mm. <laughs> He's got to be ready to go. Rupert Murdoch. He's not Australian. He is. Not anymore. He's a US citizen. Is he? Yep. Mm. Takes his nationality. What about his 17-year-old wife? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she's... No, uh, no, she really loves you. <laughs> what's the criteria? Well, she, he'll die and she'll smother, you'll smother to death, I reckon. <laughs> no, she's already signed the prenup. She won't get much. How's, what about Anna Nicole Smith, that guy she married? You know, the old oil magnate, the... Uh, Oh, I think he parked mm. a long time ago. Speaking of oil magnates, I got a letter the other day. So for anyone listening at home, um, I don't know if they've got the same letter, but I got one the other day. Apparently, I've got a relative in Borneo or something who was an oil magnate and uh, has left all his money to me. Oh, really? No kidding, because <laughs> I've got a Nigerian prince on my side, yeah. Wow. So 
Yeah, um, but but the funny thing I thought was it wasn't. A, they said he is an oil magnet, <laughs> <laughs> like a chick magnet, <laughs> like a chick magnet. And, and I thought straight away the little sort of plugs at the bottom of your sump yeah. that collects all the shit so you yeah, can yeah, see yeah. if you're, you're grinding your gears. Oil magnet. Yeah, so that, that's a I've good thing. I got a letter at home and said, "Oh, dear, Mister," and my name wasn't even right. It was Mister Deet. <laughs> dear Mister Deet. In statement, you have a yeah. Did you realise that uh, you know my name is. Who Wong Fang or something like that? Then mm. do you realise that we have your uh, un- great uncle inheritance just past eight thousand dollars and we'll release it? He's passed away. We don't know yeah. what to do. It. He's keeping. I mean, Who Wong Fang was keeping fifty-five um, percent. I was only getting forty cents, but all I had to do was pay ten thousand dollars to set up the accounting fee. Is that all? Is that all? That's all. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then I could have had forty-five percent of forty-three million dollars. That's not a bad deal. Everybody yeah. should do that. Yeah. So, um, and then I too can be an oil magnet. <laughs> live your life under a sump. John Burgess. Put him on the show. You'd want to live under a sump after giving away 10 grand to some sucker like that. Baby John Burgess. Yeah, he's my death pool for Australians. <laughs> Mine's Sean. I'll be dead before you know it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, you won't. You already are dead. I'm yes. dead. Oh, what about the last BG? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Barry, Barry Gibbs. No, he knew about six hundred years ago. At the Barry Gibbs, way too handsome and healthy. He's he's still cooking. He got a okay. maple through a fence with that mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. uh, baby John. Who else can we have? Baby John Burgess. Well, the thing is, they reckon actually, if you can live another twenty years, then you'll probably be able to live to well over a hundred. Who wants to do that? People who want to live to a hundred. Mate, I'm struggling <laughs> to walk around at forty-three. Yeah. <laughs> so who Robotics. Be? You'll be half robot. Cyborg. Oh, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, but I'll be a Jyborg. A Jyborg. (laughs) You will be a Jyborg. (laughs) (laughs) I can see up there on stage a bit like Davros. Jyborg 3000, because that's the new futuristic number. Exterminate. (laughs) You know what worries me is that all of my instruments, all my guitars, are going to live longer than me. They will. They will. And if I have to be buried with them, they won't all fit in the coffin. No. So somebody's <laughs> going to get them. Just get buried with the cases. Uh, well, I could get make, buried, buried in the cases. Make a coffin out of the cases. Ah. They'd be too big. I could make an apartment out of the cases. I don't need to break. I've only got yeah, three. Yeah. So if anyone's at home and they, and they want a replica guitar made to look like <clears> their favourite... Um, Eddie Van Halen. Their favourite artist. <laughs> comes in all sorts of shapes, as long as it's Eddie. <laughs> yeah, it comes in all shapes and sizes. Anything you can imagine, as long as it's... <laughs> as long as it looks just like an Eddie Van Halen uh, replica. See Sean from Artist Guitars in Fremantle. Sean McCormack can make you the best-looking guitar on the planet. I must admit, they do look pretty speckled. <laughs> That sound all right, too. That sound pretty good, too. So, uh, yeah, if you do want one, get on and see Sean. Contact us through Stacks Podcast, or you can see us at the uh, 6030 Bar, or you can see us at the Rock Garage, or... Come to a blackjack gig. Or whatever. Or come to a blackjack gig. Tell the guys about the next blackjack gig and the 6030 Bar. That's a great idea. So, let's talk about the next blackjack gig. Now, the 6030 Bar, let's just bring that up very quickly. 6030 Bar is the new bar in a place called Meriwa in uh, Perth, which is... Meriwa. Meriwa. So, it's... it's, uh, 25 minutes, 22 minutes is there is between 22 and 25 minutes north of Joondala. It's on Baltimore Road. And, the uh, gonna end. and on the 25th, there's the grand opening. It's a pool hall and, and a live music venue. It's got a pool. 
Yeah, it's got bring, bring your togs. Yeah, bring your togs and uh, <laughs> play play in your bags. Play with your balls. Play with your, play with your balls. You got nine balls sometimes. Nine. 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 <laughs> and, Adolf Hitler cockles. <laughs> Actually, I watched a movie on the weekend. Adolf Hitler came back in the current day, and Adolf it was it was like a, but it was like you just hear that it was like a Adolf 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 Hitler. Adolf Hitler. Yeah, whatever it was, Adolf Hitler. One Jackson, he's off. And it was like a Borat. So he was like fully dressed. He was going through Germany like Borat would do in real life. And I'm Hitler. I've just come back, and he was full. And he just would just barge in to people's offices and have big D and M's with them. As Hitler it was freaking weird. I need to see that. Was it a movie? Did you see? Oh, yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, I should look it up. Probably Adult Hitler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy. <laughs> the times and tribulations of Adult. Yeah, he came back in 2014. <laughs> It was pretty the weird. The following movie may contain adult situations. <laughs> Tommy Hit- Hiffler. <laughs> Hiffler finger. Hitler finger. Hiffler finger. Yeah, so on the 25th. That would be a good band now, Hitler finger. We've got a couple of other bands playing there. Guess who's playing there with us, guys? The Johnny Cash Converters? No, not oh. the Johnny Cash Converters. There's uh, an even better band than that. I Chuck do like Chuck Ombre. Chuck Ombre. Joe yeah, and the Boys. They are our friends. We love the Chuck. And uh, so we've got they Chuck give us a chuckle. They're quite good lads. So we've got Joe, Tuts, and Maddie. So Maddie playing bass. Joe's the lead front man. He's, he's a bit... I like Joe. He's just straightforward, isn't he? There's no, no nonsense with Joe. Um, so Blackjack and Chuck Ombro, we're, we're sort of in bed with each other. We, we hmm. do a few gigs together. We're good mates. And uh, we've also got a band called Fight the Morning, which is a band out of the Rock Garage. Uh, and locals. Too. FTM. I saw an FTM guitar out there. Yeah, yeah, and that CD and stuff. That's them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they um, they're a local band. They're from mm. uh, from Merua. So hopefully we have a few numbers come through the door. Mm. And uh, we have what a good time. One. Does it start, Jai? Uh, it kicks off around about seven pm. I mean, come down at six thirty even and, and have a few games of pool. Music will kick off at eight o'clock, and then of course we'll finish at eleven thirty. As of most nights down there. If you play in a band or you're interested in playing at the 6030 bar, please contact us here at Stax Podcast or Jai Dig on Facebook or Bluebone Entertainment Solutions or the 6030 bar at Merriwa or Carrier Pigeon. Carrier Pigeon. Mm. Or Smoke Signals or Telepathy. Uh, a Crow, because uh, I'm a Game <laughs> of Thrones fan. Uh-huh. Anyone here watching Game of Thrones? No. Just me, no. huh? I'm an old... No, I don't. Not yet. I thought it was a documentary about dysentery in the uh, medieval <laughs> ages. <laughs> <laughs> and how not to get the hoopla. That's uh, it. Yeah. But I've already got it, so it didn't interest me. Hmm. Knee deep in the hoopla. I was very disappointed last week's episode. A young girl got stabbed in the stomach five or six times, jumped into a moat, and we all know what happened to all the... Uh, why the moat... What that had in the water. It cleaned the blood off. And not one bit of uh, paranitis. Very disappointing. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Them's the breaks. Tell us a joke, Sean. Uh, I can't. It's a, um, a family show. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. We've just been talking about Hitler's cock, but yeah, family show is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got uh, those guys playing with us that night. It's going to be a great night of rock and roll, bit of pool, and... Uh, Cheap drinks that night. We're going to have a few specials. Cheap drinks? Yeah, and I'll be doing some giveaways. Oh, I have a good this? joke. You do have a good joke. Is it a Friday joke. or Saturday? Friday. 
It's a Saturday, Saturday, the 25th of June. June. 25th of June, Saturday night. Saturday night. Do, 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 do. Imagine, if you will, a lady's sitting up in bed one night reading a magazine, pillows behind her, she's got a dressing gown on, she's reading, and all of a sudden the husband kicks in the bedroom door and he walks in with a sheep under his arm. And he says to his wife, who looks up and goes, what are you doing? I want you to know this is the pig I have to have sex with whenever you've got a headache. <laughs> and she puts down the magazine and says, Honey, I think you'll find, firstly, that's a sheep. And he says, I think you'll find I was talking to the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's a bad New Zealand joke. That's a fantastic <laughs> joke. I prefer you. I prefer you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I still think that's probably one of the funniest jokes. It's stupid as. Mm. Take it away, Adam. Oh, the actor, Edward Woodward. Remember him? Edward Woodward. Remember the actor, Edward Woodward? Mm. He got wood. Yes. Why does he have so many Ds in his name? Why did he have that? So, so Why does what? Edward Woodward have so many Ds in his name? Why does Edward Woodward have so many Ds in his name? I don't know. Because if he didn't, his name would be Iwa Wiwa. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so anyway. You are Uwa. The Lone Ranger and Tonto. <laughs> the Lone Ranger and Tonto ride into the western town. And they're pretty thirsty, so the Lone Ranger's and it's middle of winter as well, as it happens. The Lone Ranger says, I'm gonna go into the bar, I'm gonna get me a whiskey. So unfortunately the bar had a sign over the door that said, No engines allowed. So poor old Tonto had to stay outside, and he wasn't very happy about it. So the Lone Ranger said, look, I'm sorry, mate. There's not much I can do. I need a drink. You're going to have to wait out here. And Tonto said, well, Kimasabi, it's freezing cold. He said, well, what you'll have to do is just perhaps jog, jog on the spot <laughs> just while I'm inside having a drink. <laughs> so poor old Tonto, to keep warning us to just jog on the spot. So the Lone Ranger's in the bar having his whiskey, and a cowboy walks in. He said to the Lone Ranger, you the Lone Ranger? He goes, yes. He said, I think you left your engine running outside. <laughs> I'll try, I'll see if I can one up you. <laughs> Roy Rogers was at a bar <laughs> having a drink and he's really, really annoyed. And someone says, what's the matter, Roy? He goes, I was up in the mountains and some puma came and stole my best pair of shoes. They're brand new, only had them two days. So I've had to walk back down to the pub in my socks. I'm really unhappy about it. And if I ever find this puma, <laughs> that's, that's, that's no good, Roy. He goes, yep, I'm, I'm on the lookout for him. So if you see this puma, let me know. All of a sudden, bar doors are kicked in. Big bloke throws his dead puma on the on the bar top and says, "Pardon me, Roy. Is that the cat who chewed your new shoes?" Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Ah, oh, the cat who chewed your new <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Uh, there was an old, uh, there was an old fella, and he he'd been in many wars, and he was he's he's out, and he was going to go into his last war. He was actually a captain of a very large infantry unit. One of his uh, subordinates said one day, "I said, Captain, tell me, you've been in many wars. What is it that makes you so brave?" He said, "Well, he goes, I like to lead the way. I like to lead my men. So today, watch what I do." and you'll see the way I lead my men. So the captain rocked up to the battlefield. He was wearing a red shirt. Anyway, they've had that battle and he'd done very good. And then the guy said, hey, captain, tell me, 
what's the guy with the red shirt? He said, well, today I took two bullets. And no one knew because they couldn't see the blood and I led the way from the front. And that is why I wear a red shirt. So anyway, the, uh, the captain came up to the next battle and he only had about 400 blokes. He was about to fight an army with about 4,000. Then he turned around and he said, would you like the red shirt, captain? He said, no, fetch me my brown trousers. <laughs> <laughs> They're worse than mine, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about how we got into music. Earlier. Jesus, this thing's going from left to right. It's like an episode of The Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What was the. Is there one album that changed your life? One or two that just changed how you listened, how you heard, how you. Mm. Tougher than Leather Run Give DMC. Really? Yep. How did you get that? Because that's the, that, the journey of getting to that album. That's a good question. <clears throat> I can't remember where the markets were, but I had heard of Run DMC. This is before they became... And we're talking 1983. So they weren't mainstream in Australia, but I had heard through a friend a tape of Run DMC. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Before MTV. I think MTV started to kick in, kicking off in about 1984. Um, and Tougher the Leather was a was an album, and there was a movie that came out round about then too about how Run DMC came about. So the guy was known as Paul Spout, and he his mum drove me somewhere, and I saved up eleven dollars to buy an album. And I went to some music shop, and there was Tougher the Leather, the album LP, vinyl. It was vinyl, um, and. I was like, I have to buy this. Like, it was all my savings. I think it was $11.90, and the guy said, oh, you can have it, you know what I mean? So mm. I went home, and I listened to this album. And before then, I'd only, it was actually my first ever vinyl. Until then, I had cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and before then, I was, in, I was listening to stuff like John Denver, um, all country stuff, because Dad was into it, so therefore it was the only music I knew. Mm. And then heard Tougher Than Leather Run DMC, which had a lot of guitar riffage, but with really cool Brooklyn hip-hop over the top, and it blew me doors off, and I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. And I honestly became, and I still am to this day, a massive Run DMC fan um, because of the the output. It's just so full-on, you know. Uh, we Are the Kings of Rock was on it, Tougher Than Leather, You'll Be Yelling um, were some of the songs that I really remember off that album. And while all my mates were starting to discover metal, I kind of was in a different sort of path, you know, and I was into things like, I was into bands like Foreigner and some of the f- mm. softer stuff that was coming out as well. Yeah, Foreigner's cool. I actually liked Madonna back in the day. Yeah. Um, just because it was there and I just liked what she was doing, you know, just I was sort of, you know, so it was kind of weird. I wasn't into the yeah, dark. I, I wasn't into the dark. Light light a fair bit. It actually wasn't too bad. Yeah, and mm. the, but the Run DMC thing was quite different too. So from then I went into Beastie Boys, got into those guys. Got into Two Live Crew, got into um, uh, NWA back in the early days. NWA were just, I thought, were amazing. So I was right into the hip-hop. And, and I guess, I'll say it now, I'd like to incorporate something like that into a Blackjack song mm. where I'm really busted. So when did, when did you start to get into grunge, though, and things like that? When Alice in Chains <clears throat> sort of hit the shelves. Um, yeah. I was in the bands prior to that. I was really into Pennywise which is more punk, mm. but I was into Pennywise, band called uh, Mud Honey. <coughs> yeah, you know, I remember them. Yeah. Ro- uh, Henry Rollins. I was sort yeah. of, yeah. I went to, I was at art school 
So I was starting to discover that kind of music <coughs> while I was at art school with some guys, and they were listening to that kind of thing. Mm. And I'm sort of saying, oh, do you want to listen around to MC? And they had to fuck off, mate. We'll listen to this. And then I went, oh, this is pretty cool. Mm. Got into it, got to know a little bit of it. Mm. And then um, for after that, started to put... So that tuned me towards that guitar-heavy riffage-type music. Mm. And then I was sitting up one night, and I saw Angry Chair by Alice in Chains and just went, oh, I'll listen to that sound. <laughs> really harmonious and yeah. I just went that's what I'm into so mm. then I went out and started yeah, buying Alice in Chains albums and mm. then Alice in Chains became my my crutch your standard after after Run DMC yeah, right. so, yeah. yeah yeah no I love Alice in Chains yeah what about you oh we just went through a whole lot but uh, probably the band that's been with me the, my whole life would be Rush I'd say all the way through second album I bought was Permanent Wave and then because you, they, they weren't really well known in Australia criminally criminally unknown yeah Australia. yeah not really but um, Permanent Wave was the second cassette I bought after Ted Nugent Cat Scratch after this the Indonesia bus days and uh and, but yeah, it came back to Australia. You can still keep buying Rush because they kept pumping out albums. And even through the 90s, up until that one you got me to listen to the other day, Adam, Clockwork Angels. That was amazing. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah, and, and like, what was that, two, three years ago? Ah, uh, 2013, yeah. Yeah, three years ago. And so, you know, they, they might have stopped, but they've done 40 years of stuff. So that band's been with me my whole life, has that just pretty much a three piece. They did have a, a drummer. A different drummer for the first two albums, I think, or first short while. But it's been like, yeah, they just keep putting out good stuff. Some of it's a bit, you know, dated now. The uh, the, the middle part where they went to, lived in the UK, did all the poppy stuff in the late nineties. No, sorry, no, late eighties. Yeah, late eighties, and then uh, early nineties they got back to just the rock again, but very sort of progressive melodic. Probably the best three piece band. Well, yeah, well, yeah, and you know, Getty Lee and Neil Peart both voted best bass player and drummer in the drum and bass magazines many, many years recurring. Um, Not sure about the guitarist, but he's up there as far as skills. Yeah, in a way, the drums and the bass kind of drive it. They call them, um, they're known as the musicians' musicians, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Who's that, Rush? Rush, yeah. Yeah. They are just phenomenal. Yeah, so so definitely Rush is. is my fave, I'd say, as far as just a standard you can always come back to. But Alison Chains, that'd be in my top five 100%, because, yeah, all through the 90s and on, loved them. Uh, but, yeah. We've actually got a song, haven't we, uh, called Gravity, which I've mm. completely ripped off. Sort of, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an ode, in a way, to the, the nod towards the... Else in chains. Well, there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It rips off them bones, doesn't it? Oh, fully, yeah. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Like, people go, oh, that's a bit of a rip off. And I'm like, and I'm like fuck your hair. I tell yeah, yeah. people, <laughs> I'm, 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 but how, how much of the. <laughs> mm. Gravity. But, that, that, uh, that, actually, that's when I, when I came here a year ago, that song just grabbed me straight away, just because I love Alice in Chains. Mm. I thought, fuck yeah, I want to be part of this. Hmm. I was pretty directionless. I was listening to music that was sort of left over from uh, my mum and dad's uh, half-baked collection from the 60s. So it was stuff like <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel on the bread. But I, I sort of appreciated the musicianship, even though I knew really deep down that wasn't for me. Mm. And it was probably the summer of 1975, school holiday. I went out and I bought some music uh, that stands out. I got That's deep- why I picked Sean on my Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I got Deep Purple and Rock, uh, Judas Priest and Least in the East. 
uh, and another Deep Purple album I can't remember now. But anyway, that summer I played that music to death. And I was a different person when I went back to school. Yeah. All of a sudden, I knew my identity. I knew what I wanted to be in life. Yeah, right. Had long hair. Deep purple in rock. You bet it. <laughs> I've seen a photo of Sean when he was younger, and he's got like this like, long black hair. Mm. And then, like, like Laura's hair. Yeah. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. like... It's like uh... Gillen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in rock changed your life. It did. Yeah. And of course, I heard that before I really knew what it was. <clears throat> and um, when I first started liking Deep Purple, the band weren't around. Uh, they'd been disbanded for 10 years or something and of course back in 1984 when it was revealed they were going to reform it was the best news in the world for me <laughs> and I was so pleased to uh, see them on that lineup. Did you know any riffs from the later, later stuff that they did? No <laughs> <laughs> Something like that Perfect Stranger? No, hey, what's that? No. Knock it at your back door. Oh, yeah. Oh, knock it. Yeah. Da, 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 so I was never massive on Deep Purple. Hey? I just didn't get into the yeah. old... But, but now I appreciate, now at the age of 40-odd, that, that I appreciate that stuff now. Where back when I was younger, I just couldn't get it. You know what cracks me up as a kid, I remember? Um, Ronnie Dio singing a song for... Um, I've gone blank. It was from Deep Purple. Rainbow or Black or No, no. Black it was, um, he, uh... Black Sabbath? No. Um, he was singing with that? Who was the bass player? Hey. Who was the bass player? In which band? Purple. Uh, Glenn Hughes. Hughes. Roger Glover. Glover. Oh, Glover, yeah, yeah. Roger Glover did this whole um, uh, concept opera called The Butterfly Ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, not a bad one. I've got that. And I remember, yeah. I remember to this day... That Love is All. ...film clip for Love is All. Yeah. And yeah. I remember as... That was, a, that was a failed project, though, actually. I they reckon, ran out of cash. Yeah, I reckon yeah, about six-year-old yeah, me. It was going to be a full cartoon. Yeah, well, see, on ABC, every morning at like was 8.20 going or something, they played yeah. a cartoon. Yeah, And I, I remember, remember that. as a five- or six-year-old... Yeah, what's that? I was absolutely, I was absolutely stunned by Ronnie Dio's voice. It was incredible. Ronnie Dio had the most amazing Very cool. That was Dio, was it? It was Dio singing a very young Dio. And they did it again, of course, the congenitor. That was an interesting album. Like, that whole album was all different singers, all different musos. I was the same age, and while you were watching that, I was watching... Flying high in the sky. We used to watch that too, yeah. It was Astro Boy. Astro Boy. <laughs> and we were all watching it. It's funny how we've all... I was like, into anything to shoot fucking bullets out of their arsehole. <laughs> we've got all different men. I, after, after my mum died, I... Um, when I was, she sees grenades. <laughs> so after I was nine, my mum died when I was nine, I, my dad got remarried and got married to this, um, this house. No, she was a very Pentecostal cult woman. And... Um, and so I went from this, you know, my, my greatest cassette when I was a kid was 1986, just for kicks, because the first two songs on it... Definitely cult. Yeah. First two songs <laughs> on it were Princes of the Universe and Who Made Who. Nice. You know, and... Yeah, um, Simpson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's was Queen, yeah. That was Queen. Yeah. And then I grew up in this, and it was like... Because that, was, that was Princes of the Universe. That was, that was an amazing album, the Highlander yeah, album. That, oh, was it Highlander? It was Highlander, It was the whole yeah. soundtrack for Highlander. It was a kind of magic as the album. It I thought from. it was yeah, yeah. Flash. No, 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 after. But um, I was brought up oh, in this household where it was no, no. not um, yeah, it's a song. Fully Highlander. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, you can't listen to rock music. I actually can't. loved Freddie Mercury singing harder songs. Mm. Um, when he done that more, when they done that more metally type sound, which they did for yeah, a while. Yeah. Like, How about the fall was great? Like, yeah. Here. But, 
But what yeah. about um, Stone Cold Crazy, Stone Cold Metallica Crazy, style, or something like yeah. that? You know. But um, da, 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 da. yeah, but then he sounds like he sounds Freddie over top. It's funny as what's that one you do, Sean? That old Black Sabbath thing that play that with a with a what do you call it? The they got those accidental thirds in it or something. The dark stuff. Being brought up in this house, it was like can't listen to rock music. Rock music is, is oh, no. rock music is devil music. Oh my god! And it is for a young guy like me. <laughs> he actually, he actually grew up in a cult. <laughs> all I wanted and all it was was rock music, just wanting to burst Far out. So you say, and because it was restricted, you probably went for it more. But I am kind of well, it did. But I'm kind of grateful because I found a compromise. Christian rock music. Uh-huh. And I got into Striper. Striper, I know. And I mean, they were fucking tight as I, fuck. They're still pulling they're out. They're like albums. metal to the max, man. Yeah, still I'm thinking about albums. praise yeah, the Lord, but I, like, like it was like 1991 Megadeth. But I will tell you that Michael. <laughs> well, Sweet, I actually thought they were very similar to Iron Maiden. Oh, right. Said, yeah, Michael yeah. Sweet's got an amazing voice, and Oz Fox just. I'm maybe thinking of another one, not Striper, another Christian one. But like, um, yeah, well, there's, there's heaps of good. So I got into a lot of Christian rock. So Shred. you had Bloodgood, you had um, <laughs> Tourniquet, which are like really, mm. uh, really thrash. Um, that's the one. Tourniquet. Tourniquet. That's what um, I meant. Not seven, seven cock of Tourniquet. Hitler. Yeah, Tourniquet. Uh, no, that you would like Tourniquet, yeah. man. And hell yeah, as we were talking <laughs> earlier, and Palatieri. Christian Palatieri. Tourniquet. Oh, Christian Palatieri. <laughs> but, um, but no, eventually, one. I was able. Eventually, it was I was able to sort of sneak more music into my room, and of course, uh, I became just, a, just watch doing those yeah. ones because all I can hear through the mics. Are boom. Oh, oh, that's, that's the drummer in me. Sorry, um, <laughs> Queen. At least make a pentatonic. <laughs> okay, Queen was a, uh, that was it for me. And yeah, then, yeah, Queen. But the one album I think that changed me and everyone laughed at me was Hysteria. No. Because well, it, it was it was you could always go to it. Oh, I saw Leopard it, when they came yeah. the other year, and they were just so fucking tight. You but know? it was Def Leopard hysteria. Yeah, it was the sound. It well, was there was so much the big that, rush. Yeah, that was probably the most stadium album. Yeah. of all time, like the most stadium rocky album of For all sure. time. But there was that many layers of sound, and it was mm. the reverb and the harmonies. Mm. You know, I still listen to the the intro to Hysteria, the song. And it's crystal clear, and it's beautiful. And it? that's what I've been saying the whole time about he's a one-arm drummer now, right? And I love he, you know, look, yeah. it's just simple rhythms. A lot of this, you know, yeah, too much, I think yeah. it drags stuff away from the music. Okay. And that's what I love about, it about the drummer. Yeah. like it. Well, especially when it comes to live. So basically what I'm trying to say is, Adam, yeah. cut your arm off. Okay. Um, <laughs> which one? The drummer from Blackjack only has one arm. <laughs> then it'd be like, what well, has seven arms and socks? Blackjack. <laughs> uh, Shiva. <laughs> but uh, it was, yeah, so eventually I got into Queen. Um, obviously, Queen was just, my brother had a um, Queen Live Magic tape, which mm. I'd steal from his room and just listen mm. over and over and over again. Anything with Queen was magnificent. And I fell in Pretty love. much, apart from the weird. Uh, 30s and 40s skiffles. I didn't mind some of that. I appreciate it now, but back then it used to annoy the you fuck you, out of me when I was a teenager. You can see that the Freddie Mercury had listened to some of that once it's got right into it. Uh, yeah, no, I don't mind it now, but well, back he, then he it was annoying. in India, you know, like, but uh, yeah, it was, yeah, then after that it was, um, you know, Dire Straits, 
and an Iron Maiden, and, it, and that was like I'd found home. You know, after Striper, there was yeah, Iron Maiden. Maiden. I, I don't like Maiden so much I've, now. I've been told I've been about. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Bruce Dickinson's vocals. Well, it's that European style of like the, oh, no, that, the, that operatic the, style. Yeah. Do you know how many times at it, the end it, of a gig, all the dudes come up to me and go, "Dude, you just you like know? Bruce Dickinson," and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Yes, I am a pilot. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's more of that European style. Yeah, yeah. But after that, it was Big, like I wanted heavier. It's like a drug addict, you know. Yeah, well, you mm. want something harder. So yeah. that was. Tornica is pretty heavy, man. Who was that band was on, on more Thursday? Than I get into and um, hey? that band on Thursday night. Can you remember the name that had the long? Oh, oh, what was it? Uh, the guy like the Gregorian. He looked like Petrucci, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't remember the name. No. Yeah, he's an amazing guitarist, but uh, mm. I was sort of. It sounded like yeah, Gregorian metal. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, it was it was hysteria that just absolutely changed the way I listened to music. I, did, mm. I couldn't believe the sound that was possible. I mean, it was overproduced to help, but it is just mm. amazing. Many well, that's what happened with the eighties. It all become electronic recording. All the analog recording and that had, had finished, and everyone was into digital well, for the first time. Yeah, well, it was digital effects. It was still analog tape back then. Nineties, mm. mm. it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and then in yeah, the nineties, it started to progress to digital tape. Yeah. Eight outs and more. Yeah, true. But, um, yeah, Striper, I still recommend listening to them. They are still putting out some amazing stuff. And I'll, mm. I'll listen to them proudly. They're fantastic. Mm. Um, unfortunately, because they get the Christian moniker, they don't get as liked or as much airplay as, you know, my favourite band in the world at the moment is called Theocracy. Okay. Uh, if you want, and I'm telling you, they are the best power metal band on the planet. <laughs> my favourite right now metal band is called Baby Metal from Japan. Baby Metal. I'll show you in a sec. Is that the girls? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I've seen them. So see, yes, this is the three yeah, Asian yeah. girls, but the band behind them is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have a vested interest in Japanese culture. Yeah, <laughs> having just been there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> about to... But at the end of the day, music is... <laughs> you know, it's a passion. Mm. But it's well, it's not, I wouldn't even say it's a... Well, it is. It's a passion, but it's, it's a way of life. It's like Bushido. It's like you go back to Samurais and they lived a certain way because it was just a way of life. And, and that's, I believe music is like a, a kind of Bushido style of living. Like it's mm. a, something, if, if there are people that like, see, if you're a musician and you practice it and you hone your art, there's no difference in a way of living and you abide by certain rules as a way of life. That is the same as the samurai culture back in Yido and, and, and that period. Practicing the same moves until you get awesome at them. Yeah, kind of, but practicing the sound and the, and, the, and the time dedicated to it and honing your craft and, and then living a certain way, you know mm. what I mean? Like, mm. I, I wouldn't say I'm in that category, but I do, I do know people that, that you know, they, they look a certain way. You look at the dudes like the other night that played way before us at the beginning of the night. Like, they're sort of like living that culture. Well, they're skinny, musos, skinny they look the way... Yeah. They're in the skinny jeans. They don't eat because it's just a music. They live Back barely a in a van, but they're just out playing music. That's like almost a, a way of life, like mm. a, a cultural style way of life. And mm. they're doing a, it's not a martial art because it's not about defense attack or a martial result, but it's a it's kind of like a martial art in, in martial arts. Yeah, it's sa- yeah, it's sacrificing. Yeah, we're talking some yeah, we do martial art. M A R S H A L. Yeah, martial art. Yeah, or PV art. It's not bad. Yeah, someone must have done it already. Good name for an album: martial art. Martial artist or something. 
We could do with a whole, whole album of things Actually, like that. Actually, like, shot through the hockey and you were to blame. That metal band I was in in Brizzy, we put out an album called Marshall Look Farm. Look up Baby Metal Karate. Check it. Yeah, yeah no, we, we put out an album called Marshall Farm. And it had a, I should bring in the cover one day. It looks really cool. It's like, remember that Pink Floyd album with all the beds? Yes. And we just had Marshall stacks instead. Oh, awesome. we, we wrote to Jim Marshall and said, can we use that? And he went, yeah, yeah, do it. He was happy. Wrote, we got a letter, so we didn't want to get sued. Was that that weird? Not that we sold weird, that many yeah. thousand of them, but anyway. Weird song. It's called it's Karate. Called Marshall Farm. That's good. It's, it's opening people's minds to Chris, it more by, by introducing the soft vocal. Yeah. Chris and Palateri is doing this thing called Annie Metal. They're metalising metal. all the uh, anime themes. Oh, nice. So yeah, yeah. we have to look into that a bit Animal, more too. Yeah. So. yeah. Animental. Animetal, yeah. Animetal. Yeah. Animaniacs, remember that? <clears throat> yeah. Animaniacs was good. Well, lads, I don't know. It's probably getting to that time where we wrap it up. It's probably been right. a good hour and a bit for the podcast. But before we go, uh, let's just talk about gigs coming up. So on the 25th, we've got the 6030 bar uh, along with... Merriwa. At the Marrow. Uh, 6030 Bar at Marrow, Baltimore Road. We're going to be playing with Chuck Ombre, and we're playing with Fight the Morning. So good to see those guys come and do a gig with us as well. Uh, we will be appearing after that. We're not too sure. We're probably going to do a bit of writing and uh, tee up some decent gigs and get some stuff behind us, like recording. We're going to get in. We'll have an EP out very shortly. We'll have probably a six-track EP as soon as we can get that organised. And then we'll have some video clips coming out along with that as well. Anything else we can see on the horizon, lads? Six-inch EP, that'll be all right. Six-inch EP. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy with that. <laughs> no, just uh, if you want face-melting rock, give us a call. Hmm. And please, when you come and watch, come up and say hello. We like to speak to people that like us. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, if, if you're there with other bands... Don't leave. Uh, Actually, let's set. just touch on that before we leave. Before oh, we leave, there we go. There we go. The nerve, the raw nerve. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm going to. This is this is a new segment and called my, and, uh, my fucking whinge. Good, ma- good, good <laughs> manners for other bands. Yeah. Yeah, we'd done a gig the other night, and we went and uh, we headlined the night, which is cool because um, the other bands wanted us to headline, which is now we've been putting a long time into our craft, and we're good at what we do. We spend a lot of time rehearsing. We've got great gear. We've got a great outfit. We're all a bit older. We're not young like a lot of the guys around that we're playing with. And we've taken the time to go out and support a few of the younger musicians. And we turned all the money that was made back into whoever organises the event. And that's kind of a blackjack thing. We will take money very rarely. We'll often put it back into the bands that are up and coming because we're all older. We own all our own shit. I own a, I own a, a recording studio and a, and a rehearsal space. And... Between us all, we've got a ton of shit, and we all have been around the industry for a long time. So we want to see the young guys get up and go. So when you play with us, we're going to give you that money to get you guys up and running, and we really support the younger generation. Uh, Sean's daughter plays in a fantastic band that's playing all around Australia and soon all over the world. And we're just legs electric. We're just yeah. in yeah, legs electric. We're in that. We're in that. We're in that vein of let's turn it back into the industry, and we want to see people do well. We're not pretentious wankers. We're really behind what we're doing, and we will sit there until the last call to leave the joint to support you guys when you play. Having said that, we played the other night to fucking four or five people because the bands that played before us took all the crew that they had and fucked off. 
that is ridiculous, that is piss poor, and it is weak as piss, and it goes against everything if you want to call yourself a supportive musician and you wonder why people don't want to play with you and you then you turn around and whinge that we can't get gigs and fucking venues are closing down. Kick yourself in the balls. You're fucking useless. Start <laughs> hanging around. Have a go and start supporting the people that fucking support you. If not, get fucked. Disappear from the industry and leave it to those that are willing to have a crack. Thank you very much. That's, That's been cool. my little <laughs> the only thing we, the only thing we got. George Weekly Wings brought to you by... Right, honestly, it's the only Jesus. thing we've got here is our reputation as musicians. And as soon as you know something goes out, it gets around very, very quickly on the grapevine. So That's right. You know, In saying that, after having saying pretty much all those exact words the other night on the microphone, uh, those that were there didn't leave. Yeah, still ashamed to go. We tortured them. Yeah. We're allowed. One bloke missed his kidney operation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the other turned into a pumpkin. Uh, so yeah, look. So in saying that, if you are listening and you are in a band, I've just stuck a rocket it's right a- up you. Yeah. Make sure you do support that. Support your fellow bands if support you want. Support your fellow like bands gig and just be there. Yeah. There's nothing ruder. There's nothing more rude and weak than to fucking go play somewhere and then the bands that come on after you, you have not got the time of day to watch and you want to call yourselves musicians, go fuck yourself. Oh, there is something. Hang there. around, make us proud, make everybody else in the industry proud and hang around and support the other musicians because what? We don't want to play to four walls. We want to play to the people that come along and see us. Mm. Don't be a pretentious tit either. Basically. Yeah, it's just, it was weak. It was really bad. Double the fist. Now, I know that the bands, they probably wouldn't even listen to this podcast. Who gives a fuck? But the thing is, <laughs> everyone else out there, have a wonderful week. This has been Stacks Podcast. It's been great having the boys along. Sean. <laughs> All right, so you missed, yeah. out, you missed out on that shit if you left the other night. Mike, Mick. The Magician, Merlot, Merlin, The Wizard. That's why we call him The Wizard. He can do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks a lot for coming along. Adam, good to see you again, buddy. Always a pleasure. So make sure you come down and check us out. We are Blackjack. We are hard. We're rock. We're hard. <laughs> Always hard. Always hard for we're, some rock. <laughs> we are hard rock, and we, we want to play with you guys, and we still support all those around Perth, and uh, make sure you get us on the bill with you. Um, and we've got this thing uh, we don't record and we don't put our music out there you want to see us you come and fucking watch <laughs> but we will record we so will, far we, so yeah, far we, we will record <laughs> yeah have you ever seen a bricky's house it's still missing a few bricks ever seen a painter's house it looks shit Mechanic. ever seen a mechanic's car it's always fucking broken down <laughs> I'm a recording studio <laughs> have we recorded no alright so we're on it. <laughs> over and out this is uh, the Stacks Podcast. Thank you very much. Bringing it to you live from the Rock Garage. We are out. <laughs>